Hey, this is Jimmy Smith. Today on the MMA on Sirius XM podcast, we got a pair of PFL featherweight finalists as I talk to Bubba Jenkins on Unlocking the Cage and RJ Clifford and Dean Thomas speak to opponent Brendan Lognane on MMA Today to discuss their matchup at the PFL World Championships on November 25th. One of my favorites, KOB, just to pull things back a little bit, he's like, hey, how about Bubba Jenkins uh, on Thursday? Hell yeah! Hell yeah, Bubba Jenkins! Hell yeah! So, yeah, Bubba Jenkins, PFL finalist at 145 pounds. What's up, Bubba? How you doing, my man? I can see, Bubba, you can't. He is covered in sweat, man. You said you just went through the shark tank at the gym? What's up with that? Grinding, baby, grinding. I said, um, They said I had to do an interview for you guys. We working for a million dollars, man. I ain't going to stop the work just to get this work in, just to get this interview in. So, you know, we chopping wood. Coach over there on pause right now. I got three guys waiting on me like, man, we trying to get to get on your ass. What you doing? So, we got to work, man. <laughs> so, how much of a mo- – let's start with that. You know, a million dollars, man, can really do a lot for you. You have fought six times in the last two years, three times in 2021, three times in 2022. How much of that million-dollar prize gets you through these grinds, these tough fights, man? How much is it on your mind? Uh, Man, it's on my mind every day. I mean, we're calling this the champ camp, culmination of a champion. But, you know, there's a million reasons why I wake up every morning and get after it. You know, I got I got children to feed. I'm after an inheritance. Everything that I want to do to be a star in MMA, you know, you usually have to have a little bit of finances. You usually have to have a stamp of validation of being a champion to make things move. You got to have a word of gold because you got a belt um, to make things shake. So that's what I'm after, man. I'm after the culmination of validation of being that guy and then having some finances to back it. How much, and, and we're going to discuss this a little bit more more later, how much of that is that wrestler's mentality? You talked to me one time, we were behind the scenes at Bellator, and you said the thing about you know the NCAA tournament or a big tournament, you could shake up everybody in that tournament and, and throw them out and it would be totally different the next week. Like the order would be completely right. different. There's so little separating. You took on Darian Caldwell, Jordan Burroughs, Brent Metcalf, David Taylor, these guys, you know, Olympic medalists, the best in the world, and just the difference is like a hair. And you go, so you got to yeah. believe you're great. How much of that follows you into MMA, man? Man, it prepares you so much. You know, when you have guys like that, you don't really have time to prepare about what they have or what they do, the things mm. that they're good at. You really got to focus on yourself because you might be wrestling Jordan Burroughs the next round or he might get upset by David Taylor and you might have to wrestle David Taylor, which is a completely different style. So you really got to focus on yourself. You got to trust the preparation that got you to that moment. So bringing that into MMA, when you can focus on one guy and you have a little bit more time, it, get, it makes it a little bit easier because the grind of wrestling was so intense and so quick and so fast-paced. The national championship was a three-day hammer of a tournament. And like you said, this is six fights or six matches in two years. If wrestling, you only had six matches in two years, you, you're pretty much retired. You know, you're, you're only doing <laughs> exhibitions in a sense. So to be, to be able to mix it over to mixed martial arts, it, it, it gives me a little bit of a leg up on some of these guys because I can prepare, I can study, and I can, feel, I can focus more on the task at hand much more easier than when it was wrestling back to back to back. I mean, I was, I was wrestling in the Big Ten where nine of the guys in the Big Ten were ranked in the top ten. So every week I had somebody ranked in the, in the top ten in the nation. So that that would put you through my grind of what I went through in college. So it's nothing to do with now. Uh, I'm speaking, of course, to Bubba Jenkins, finalist in uh, the season finale of PFL. Um, how... How has the PFL tournament format, the season format, where it's it's consistent but it's long, but a lot of different matches? Um, how has that 
helped you? How have you adapted to that system going from Bellator, which is, you know, one-off fights to this kind of season yeah. tournament format? How has that changed things for you, man? I like it. Um, you know, the only thing is when we have those back-to-back eight weeks, you know, you, you sometimes go into the next fight with a little bit of lumps and injuries from the last fight. But, you know, it keeps your, keeps your weight low, keeps you focused on the task at hand. I do like having that on-season and off-season. You know, we're, we're grinding for, you know, five, six months. And then we get a little bit of break. And then they start to tell us, you know, hey, we're going to be starting to warm up for the fights and coming up, things like that. And other organizations, you kind of get, you know, a late notice or you get a notice and things like that. Um, PFL is a league. It's the only format that's league-like. You know, we got a playoff. We got a regular season. We get the bonus for a championship. So I like the format that is a league. I like it being on ESPN, having the platform to show the world that mixed martial arts can be very league-like and have uniforms. And, you know, maybe we get some unions out of this or something. You know, maybe some representation for us fighters later down the line. But PFL right now is one of the forefront leaders in how to run mixed martial arts, in my opinion. So, speaking of that, let's talk about PFL for a second, man. They're foray into pay-per-view. It is their championship. It is stacked November 25th. They're putting a lot behind it. It's kind of their foray, their, 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 their leap into the pay-per-view market. What are your thoughts about being on a card like that, being a big showcase like that? What are your thoughts on it, man? Does it get you up a little man. bit more even than, than the million bucks? I'm excited to be pay-per-view. It's my first pay-per-view. And what 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 better way? It's not like I'm I'm new to mixed martial arts. Yeah. But I think people, you know, my, my hashtag has been damn soon no, uncrowned king, things like that. And it's like people have known that I, you know, I have that potential to be great or whatever. But like I'm now coming into the forefront of that, I guess, in their eyes. I've been that in the gym. I guess I just haven't had that opportunity, I guess, to to show my excitement and my growth in the in the cage. I guess I have in the last um, you know, a couple fights, but I'm starting to come out to the world as who I am. And what better stage than Madison Square Garden, pay-per-view, um, around Thanksgiving where all the family is around, things like that. All kinds of sports are going on. So um, I- I'm excited about it. And I think my name after this and leading up to this will start to ring bells. This interview obviously is going to help. That's why we cut practice to get it. I'm trying to get out there and get my social media as, as, as popping as possible. I got cameras all around me now, man. We're trying to do the best thing we can to make carry this pay-per-view and, and be exciting for the MMA fans, man. We're trying to put on a show for the MMA fans. And I know my mouth and Brandon Lockley's mouth is going to carry that. So that about to ask you about that, uh, Lachnan, about him and his style and his mouth and his attitude and his experience in PFL. What do you think about him as an opponent, man? What are you looking forward to? What do you see vulnerabilities? I'm looking forward to that night that the fans get to watch. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have been waiting for this fight for almost two years now. Uh, I have seen his name on my plate um, to eat. Uh, for a couple years, not just in PFL. I think it was in ACA when we were over there or there's been some other organizations where I have seen a Brandon Lockney. So, you know, it's not my first time with actually putting him in my scopes and thinking about his style. But now that we're truly, truly focused on him, we're the last two men standing, the two last warriors on the battlefield. I'm excited for what the fans get to see. We get to put in the work. We get to chop all this wood. And it's, you know, a little bit of anxiety moment for us. But the fans get to wait and wait and wait. And then they get to be like, oh, snap, Bubba's fighting Brendan tonight. And, you know, you know, it's going to be he goes all of his rounds. They're hoping I only got three rounds in me, but I know that I got all the rounds I need to be a champion. So I'm excited for that uh, and getting my hand raised. It's going to be 25 minutes of whatever. But at the end of this 25 minutes, I'm going to be a millionaire. So I'm cool with it. So what about the 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 mentality you said you're used to tournaments, NCAAs, keeping your eye on you 
has to be difficult when you look at the bracket. It's posted on the wall. You're watching guys wrestle. Oh, man, it's going to be this guy or that guy. Is this a guy that you've had your eye on for a while? No, fighters always say, oh, it's just about the next opponent. It's hard in a season format to not look at somebody else. Is that the case or not? I've looked at him every time, every way. Uh, I watched the Kudo fight, and I didn't believe he won. I watched his fight on the on the short notice with the dude who blacked his eye and closed his eye. I've watched a lot of his fights, and, you know, he was very happy about, you know, knocking out my old drill partner and, and Shaman Moraes. Um, I got a lot to say about his performances, but I think he's believing he's done a lot better things than he's actually done. I really have beaten some dogs. I really have climbed my way to being being here. He ain't touched none of the dominance fighters. So when you talk about who Ali has in the PFL, or talking about Palmer, talking about Wade, and talking about me, up until his last fight, he ain't really touched none of the dogs. And I'm the biggest dog of them all. So he's going to be in for a night for that time. So I'm excited about it. Uh, how much, and I'm speaking, of course, to Bubba Jenkins, called a bunch of his fights in Bellator. Now, looking forward to see what he does in the finals of PFL. He's been doing great so far under the PFL banner. The the setbacks, right? I was there when you lost to Georgie Karhani in that second fight, went to ACB, lost to Ali Bagov, and then you went on a streak that led to where you are now. How much do those setbacks, those losses, you know, you, 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 uh, you talked about um, taking on Brent Metcalf in the finals of the NCAAs, that launched you to a national title that nobody saw coming when you pinned David Taylor. How much do setbacks kind of propel you forward, man? Well, I mean, me being an underdog type of guy, me being a warrior, me having that champion spirit, you know, shit, I don't know why Modelo haven't hit me up. I got that fighter spirit in my ass. <laughs> If I'm not the American dream, what is? Because every time I have been the darling, I've come back to become the champion. Every time that I've had this loss or had this kind of devastation, I've come back to be great. Um, and, it, and it doesn't change. I, those setbacks only drive me. You know, I, I, I truly don't believe that I have losses. I have learning experiences. I have lessons. You know, I, lear I learned that I shouldn't do anything short notice. I learned that I need to have a good focus in my camp and things like that. I learned that I got to lock in and stay focused. But I also learned that the only person that can beat me is me. The only person that's going to beat Bubba J pulls up when the mirror show up. So that's the only problems I have. When I lock in and I focus on the task at hand, there ain't, I don't care what organization, there ain't three men in 145 pounds that can fade with me. An interesting quote that you told me behind the scenes. We were talking one time in Bellator, and I have told people this quote for inspiration. Like, when people ask me about a fighter's mentality, I literally quote you, and this is a quote you told me, and I, I may get the number wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong. You said, I lost to Brent Metcalf six times every time I thought I was going to beat him. <laughs> and I tell people that. Uh, you told me that once. I don't know if you remember telling me this. And yeah. I said, that's a fighter's mentality. I lost this dude four in a row, but this is mine. And I told people like, when fighters, yeah. And, and, and it's, I said, fighters really believe that shit. You can lose somebody 10 times, but 11 is going to be me. And that's what it takes to get ahead, man. Number one, am I misquoting you? And where does that <laughs> attitude come from, man? You did. You told me that, bro. <laughs> you said no that's an that's an exact quote i, I every time i was surprised it's funny that you remembered that it's funny that i even i even let you in on that because like that's that's personal every time it's like i got tricked every time like yeah on every you. off he hadn't gotten but, that one ankle pick but right I, 
thing. I'll put my house on it and I would have been a broke houseless guy every time. Um, and, and that mentality comes from, okay, I did something wrong last time, but this time I've locked in. Um, it, it, it's not him, it's me. You know, I need to do it right. I need to focus on, it, it's that mentality that I, I just spoke to you about. It's me in the mirror. It's me having not done the road work or having not done the supplements or having not done the all the work that my coaches asked me to do. I have done that this camp. I have I had, didn't do that last camp. And I see the flaws in myself during my career where I said, okay, I'm gonna do it my way and try to become a champion on my own little comfortability and things like that. And it's the coaches, it's the mentors, it's the support system that pull me out of that comfort zone and say, no, you can't be good because that's just an all American status. We need you to be great because we know you're number one. So that's what I, that's what I have around me. And that's what I honed into. I don't have the yes men or the yes me inside that says, okay, we can take this day off or not go here. I have that true champion ability to say, no, we got to push forward and get going. Uh, so this fight, November 25th is the first time in your PFL career. Really, you've had a long lead time. It's a long time to get your body prepped and ready to go. Tell me where you are now and where you want to be come fight time, man. I'm, I'm in champ camp, man. I'm, I'm feeling all gold, all gold, everything, man. I had a grill in this morning. I had chains on. All gold. I'm feeling shiny because we're grinding. I'm feeling like I'm the million dollar man. I'm feeling like a million dollars. I'm feeling like I'm fighting for a million dollars. Um, there is nothing to stop me from this because it's, it's, it's bigger than me. Um, you've been a fan or, or a friend or someone who's been watching for a long time. It's like that moment as, uh, as, as you see like me come from challenger to contender, you finally see me in an opportunity to be like, man, you know what? I think if I put my house on this, if I, if I bet it by seeing his trajectory, by seeing what Bubba has been doing, by seeing him become the highlight kid to a bad man, I think he's I think his only way to being a champion and not even him himself can stand in the way from this. I think it's bigger than Brandon. I think it's bigger than me. I think it's bigger than the moment in Madison Square Garden. This is what my friends, family and coaches and everybody who supports me, supports someone who's had the American dream, supports someone who comes back from losses. Everyone who has that drive for an underdog, this is their moment. And this is why I, I stand in that. Bubba, always a pleasure, my man. Get back to that Shark Tank. Get back to it. I know I took you away for a second. Coach, Get right Coach back to it. Get back like, like, what's going on, dog? What are we doing? Take him. Take him. All done. Take him. Don't drive All done. The bad, Don't drive <laughs> back to bad, man. It's not going to work. November 25th, he's coming. 25 All right. minutes. <laughs> I can't end this. I can't like end this interview any better than Coach. All right, I'm letting him go. You're back into it. Appreciate you, Bubba. Have a great one, Bubba. Right, big dog. Appreciate you guys for having me, my man. We're gonna get back to work. <laughs> All right, Bubba Jenkins, ready to go. PFL Finals, November 25th. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. Bubba Jenkins will be taking on our guest, Brendan Lochnane, for one million American dollars. Joining us now, Brendan. How you doing, bud? Hey, good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, um, you are you know, a little a little over a month away. Are you like, starting training camp, getting things going? Not yet. Don't want to overtrain. Where are we at? How was you prepare for the finals? 
basically everything you just said. <laughs> yeah. I like that middle ground where you don't want to push too far, but you, you know, you still want to train. Um, you know, I'm coming off three fights back to back. You know, I'm yeah. coming off a crazy season, so it's like you still fight fit. It's quite hard to gauge the PFL season, but um, I'm a lot better this year than I was last. That's for sure. So, are you treating this? Like any other fight, because it is you know the biggest fight of your career. It is the finals. It is a million dollars. Do you not want to build it up into your head as something different, or do you treat this camp different? It's difficult. Again, it's difficult because there's so much on the line, but you almost don't want to let that get to you and make it any different than any other fight because that's when it becomes a thing. Um, so I'm trying my best to relax. I'm having all my friends around me, my people around me, and just training like I always do for fights. Now, we've been talking about Bo Nickel because he kind of got the snub on his first appearance on Contender Series. And that hasn't, we haven't seen anybody, the, the crowd be more up in arms about that but since you. Because when you won your fight, everybody was like, they need to sign this kid. They need to sign this kid. But you didn't get the call. What was going through your head when you didn't get the call? And do you feel as though you fell forward by making it to go into the PFL now fighting for a million dollars. I mean, can you imagine working for something your whole life and then going out there, earning it and then still being told no, can you imagine how that would feel? So it's hard to really put that feeling into words. Um, and then Dominic Cruz, who was in my corner at the time said, listen, bro, this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Trust me. When I say that, I said, how can it be the best thing that ever happened to me? Look what's just happened to me on national TV. I've been embarrassed. Um, and guess what? Three years later, Dominic Cruz was right. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm in a great position. And uh, I'm about to be a millionaire. I love that. I love it. So right now you're training in Thailand. What What has attracted you to Thailand? And why not stay in Manchester? Because I've been to Manchester, and that's a fighting town. I was in Manchester for like four hours and I saw three fights in the street. Exactly. Tell them again. Dude. Tell them again. <laughs> it's a fighting town, boy. Everybody in Manchester be fighting. And he was at church. I mean, that's yeah. great. That's how, that's how brutal it is. Listen, this is the difference. I always say it between me and Bubba Jenkins. Bubba Jenkins grew up wrestling. I grew up fighting. And that's the difference. We're in a fight. We're not in a wrestling match. And that'll be the difference on the night. So the evolution of Bubba Jenkins, I mean, he was a guy where, like, you know, I, I'm a wrestler, right? So I followed his career, you know, Arizona State and all those things. I think, okay, I'm rooting for him. I think he can do well. And it felt like for the longest time he just didn't have it, right? He lost back-to-back -back fights, you know, in Bellator and uh, fighting over in the Middle East. And I was like, okay, he just, he just can't seem to get it together. Now he's won, like, nine of his last ten. Have you seen him evolve into something, or do you still think he's that Bubba Jenkins from, from five years ago that can't quite put it together? Bubba Jenkins is a great fighter. He really is. He's a great person as well. I really like him as a person. I like his team. Um, you know, I've met everybody. We, we spent a lot of time together. We was in uh, quarantine together when the PFL did that whole 17-day bubble. So he really gets to know people. And out of all the fighters in the division, he's the guy that I like the most. But unfortunately, you know, we're in a hurt business. We're in a fight business. And they put a million-dollar bounty on his head. And now I've got to go and take it. Have you ever fought a guy that you knew as well as Bubba? Yeah, uh, I fought one of my best friends, Mike Wilkinson, 
I fought Norman Park, I fought Patrick Kairi. So I was on the Ultimate Fighter. So when you're on the Ultimate Fighter, you end up getting close to people in the house and then fighting. So I don't care who you are. Like when the cage door locks, you're the next one. You know, you're the prey. Well, you do pretty good against your friends. You knocked out Mike Wilkinson in the first round. So I guess like you should fight your friends more often. It seems to go come well here, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it's not something that I like doing. Yeah. Would I would I rather fight someone I don't like? Yeah. yeah, I don't like Chris Wade. So it was very enjoyable when I got to beat him up. Mm-hmm. Um, Bubba Jenkins is one of them. It's like, do I really have to beat this guy up? Well, then I'm like, it's a million dollars. Of course, I'm going to beat this guy up. So yeah. you know, it's all the same to me. What's the biggest thing you got to worry about when you fight Bubba? Wrestling, obviously. Come on, let you know. Let's not be around the bush here. Mm-hmm. He's a national champion, you know, high-level wrestler. I've fought many wrestlers before. Let's not forget that Chris Wade dominated Bubba Jenkins in the wrestling department. Mm-hmm. Bubba, um, Chris Wade couldn't take me down once. I think Tyler Diamond took me down once. He was a D1. I fought Pat Healy. D1 struggled to take me down. Um, if you look down, McCray, I fought this Russian guy. He was 12-1. and one. Didn't take me down. Everyone who thinks it's just going to be an easy night coming in and take Brendan Lottney down and putting him on his back. The only person that has actually managed to do that is uh, Mavlid Habalayev and fair play to him. Well, it's a good thing you're training in Thailand because they have a strong wrestling tradition there. So you'll be able to find <laughs> training partners easy. <laughs> I mean, I am surrounded by Dagestani wrestlers like next okay. level ones. Like I'm in, I'm in Peter Jan's camp right now. He's mm-hmm. flew in some insane Dagestani wrestlers. Um, I'm also actually wrestling with the Hickman brothers who actually both competed against Bubba Jenkins in wrestling. Um, And there's a couple of D1s knocking around the gyms here too. Um, But it's not about D1. It's not about wrestling. It's a fight. Once one or two takedowns have been stuffed, we're going to see, we're going to see who really wants this million dollars. So you, you you say you're in Petrion's camp. What 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 exact what exact gym are you in? How'd you find it? Like why are you in Thailand and in this particular setup? I've been coming to Thailand since 2012. Um, yeah. I've got a great training team out here. Tiger Muay Thai, Bantao MMA, amazing training partners. I mean, Anatole, Darren Till just arrived yesterday. Uh, Fabricio, who's about to fight for the one championship belt, Andrade, amazing fighter. Peter Yan's here training for Sean O'Malley. Anatoly's here training for the light heavyweight one championship belt. I mean, there's just belts all over the gym. There really is. And like, there's just savages everywhere. Just unknown guys that no one knows about yet that are very high level. And it's a very underrated place to train, that's for sure. Now, Brandon, you just said it, man. You've been going there since 2012. So you've been around a long time but not a lot of people know you. Is this the fight, not only for a million dollars, but is this the fight that's going to really put you on the map? Because I do feel as though you're a bit underappreciated and underrated, but is this the fight that puts you on the map? I mean, I don't really care about all that like, on the map, off the map. Like, give me my belt, give me my big check, and I don't care if three people watch that fight. Who cares? I've been paid in full. I've got my world title. Like, I don't care about Instagram followers. Keep your followers. Everyone can underappreciate me, underestimate me. I don't even care. 
I'll, I'll get my juice from this sport by hook or crook. So what? So what motivates you then? Just getting getting paid? No, getting the belt. Of course, it's getting the belt. Like we're talking about a sixteen-year MMA journey I've been on. How many yeah. guys do you know that last sixteen years in this sport? I've got four uh, losses, three split decision losses that that I shouldn't have even lost. I'm twenty-five and four as a pro, Ultimate Fighter. I've been on the Contender. I've been around, you know. I've been a fought tough competition all over the world. That's going to be the difference in this fight. I'm well seasoned in MMA. I'm well experienced in MMA. I have 13 knockouts in mixed martial arts. I went seven and zero as an amateur, undefeated. Like I've been around this sport my whole life, and that is going to be the difference with Bubba Jenkins. It's not a wrestling match. I will stuff the takedowns and I will finish him. See, and that's what I'm saying. I feel as though you deserve more. Because, like you just said, your accolades, you just ran through the list of it. I mean, but then when you even talk about your record, 25 and four, and two of those losses were split decisions, which means three of us. they could have went the other three of them. So three of them were split decisions, which means they could have went the other way. It's crazy that, that you're in this position now. I mean, obviously, you're in a great position now to get the belt and to win a million dollars. But the fact that that you're not more recognizable, I mean, that kind of yeah. that doesn't sit well with me because a guy like like Sean O'Malley, who just came out 15 minutes ago, is is a superstar. I mean, then I'm not joking now. Please, if you're my boy, uh, you will go and watch the three fights I'm talking about and tell me if I lost them. You're looking at a guy that is 28 and 1. I lost some of lead Havalayev convincingly. Like, they put that down as a split decision. That was not a split decision. I lost some of lead on that night. I'm a man. If I lose, I lose. Them other three fights are like, wow. Crazy decisions. Anyway, we're here now. Who cares? You know, I've lost one fight in about five years, and it was a mob lead. Mob lead was a great fighter. Uh, take nothing away from him. Um, well, I know MMA math doesn't really work sometimes, but if you look at what Chris Wade did to Bubba Jenkins last year, and then look at what I did to Chris Wade, let's do some MMA maths. I love it. Just what I like to hear. All right, well, you can catch him. Figuring out the solution to that math against Bubba Jenkins, November 25th. It'll be in New York on ESPN Plus pay-per-view in the featherweight finals. Brennan, this was awesome. Thanks for coming on. Best of luck in camp. Thanks for having me, fellas. All right, my man. You got it. MMA on SiriusXM is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Plus, catch Unlocking the Cage weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern and MMA Today Tuesday to Thursday from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156, and on the SXM app. SiriusXM Podcasts.